And welcome to the Tea Party Policy Chat. I am Scott Harris, the Constitutional Patriot. And today on the Tea Party Policy Chat podcast, we are going to be talking about uh, things that are basically fundamental to this country's foundation, the practice of religious freedom, the the principles to where this country was founded that you have the right to worship God as you see fit and that the federal government does not have any say in how you practice your faith. But the United States government is violating that through the FBI. There was evidence that we are going to share on this podcast that has been shared in other media, but we are going to cover it here today on the Tea Party Policy Chat podcast. I am extremely angry. I am extremely angry because this attack targets my faith. Something that we need to remember is the Declaration of Independence. The Declaration of Independence was an action taken at the Second Continental Congress in July 4, 1776, where where a unanimous declaration of the 13 colonies stated, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dispose the political bonds which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth and the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitled them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the cause which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and they are in endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, government are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes disruptive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such forms as them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light or transient causes. And, accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariable the same object invices a design to reduce them under absolute depotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance sufferance of these 50 states and territories. And such is now the necessity to which constrains them 
to alter their former system of government. The history of the present administration, President Joe Biden and the Democrat leadership has a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, having a direct object that establishes an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let's let facts be submitted to a candid world, and that is what we are doing today. But first, I would like to make it clear that at this point, I am not, I am not suggesting that we have an armed rebellion. We have not reached that point yet. That point yet. We still have opportunities within the constitutional structure that we have, the Constitution of the United States, which is right there on the wall behind me, and the Bill of Rights, which is right there on the wall behind me, that gives us the ability that gives us the ability to change it. And that is, we can impeach, we can alter, we can remove the people needed. And, and we can do that, we can remove the abusive government agencies, government members of that agencies, by the 14th Amendment, Section 3 Clause of the United States Constitution. If the president and the executive branch refuses to remove the people, the bureaucrats that are doing this, we can do it without them through Congress, but the Democrats are going to have to realize that they are going to have to step up and realize that they are in violation of the principles of this country and the foundation of this country. Um, the 14th Amendment, Section 3, no person shall be a senator, representative in Congress, or elector of presidents, vice president, or hold any office, civil, military, or under the United States, or any state who have previously taken an oath as a member of Congress, or as an officer of the United States, or as a member of any state legislature, or as an any executive or judicial officer in any state to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or have given aid and comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. Here's the thing. You become an enemy of the Constitution when you violate, when you, have, when you are taking actions whose sole purpose is just to violate the United States Constitution. And what we are going to be talking about today is the FBI. And the FBI has a memo and has taken action that is in direct violation of the United States Constitution of the First Amendment of the Constitution. Congress shall make no law representing an establishment of religion or, pro or, prohibiting, the free, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people to peacefully assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. The right of religious freedom is being destroyed by this administration, and that is what we are going to do today on the Constitutional Patriot Podcasts Tea Party Policy Chat Podcast, and that's what we're going to get to now. And we're going to start with, we're going to first start 
with where where did it go go Here we go. We are going to first start off with basically what is going on here. And we're doing that with EWTN because it's not just in the United States. It's a worldwide attack. It's a coordinated leftist attack on the, on the Catholic Church. Memo to the arrest of a British priest. The signs seem to point to a crackdown on Catholics in Britain. Father Sean Goff was charged for silently praying outside of a closed abortion clinic last Silently praying. Silently praying by himself, holding a sign, praying for speech outside of a closed abortion clinic. Closed. No one was there. No one was trying to get in. He was not interfering in its operations in any way, shape, or form. He was there to pray by himself. And but see, he, that's in England. They don't. But I'm. A, I was assuming that England had the right of free, uh, the right to free speech. I was assuming that England has the right of religious freedom. See, I have on this radio show. On the Constitutional Patriot Podcast, um, this is this is not a radio show. <laughs> um, uh, feels like it sometimes, but uh, the main podcast, the Constitutional Patriot Podcast, I have talked many times about religious freedom, and I have supported the United Kingdom as a strong, special relationship, both in the Constitutional Patriot Podcast, and also I have I've embraced the United Kingdom in the Patriot Foreign Policy podcasts. Okay? But this is disgusting. And we're covering it here because it's it's this attack is a coordinated worldwide attack both in the United it's that's what this is. It's an attack on religious freedom and the Catholic Church last week. Meantime, a leaked memo from the FBI field office in Richmond, Virginia which the FBI has since retracted, warned that so-called radical... Since retracted, but got caught. They since retracted because it was leaked by a whistleblower. And we're going to go into the uh, what the FBI is doing to whistleblowers later in the show. ...traditional Catholics could be a threat to national security. Attorneys General from 20 states wrote a letter to the FBI director condemning the memo. Richard, Richmond Bishop Barry Nestout followed suit, calling it troubling and offensive to all communities of faith as well as all Americans. And joining us tonight from the campus of Franciscan University in Stu... See, this is what needs to understand, what needs to be pounded into the minds of those mush cons... those brainwashed idiots and university professors and what was really needs this is right here should be to the catholic universities to walk away from this woke crap to walk away from the secularization of these catholic universities because that's what's causing this crap okay i am so angry this oh i i'm going to need i'm i god give me peace give me calm Dear Lord Jesus, you know, and it's coming up on Ash Wednesday. Oh, 
Steubenville, Ohio, is Father Dave Pavanka, president of Franciscan University. Father Dave, welcome. Great to have you with us. Um, as you know, this FBI memo even suggested infiltrating the Latin Mass. Your reaction to this, Father Dave, I mean, what is so... Infiltrating the Latin Mass, this right here is a complete violation. A memo written by an FBI field office. That means it had basically special, it had to be, it was had to been written by a special agent in charge, right? That not that what they call the, uh, the person in charge of a field office? So it had to be someone in management on the upper levels to, have to, be, to be in command of a field office to come up with this memo. Um, no rank and file, low level, junior junior FBI agent would write such. If they did, that's basically ignorance and stupidity and violation of their oath of office. My question is: is because who's hiring these FBI agents? Does the FBI agents even understand? Have they even read the Constitution? The FBI used to be the premier law enforcement agency on the planet that is trustworthy. The FBI now is worthless. They have no legitimacy whatsoever. None. I have no respect for the FBI. None. You show me an FBI badge, I spit on it. Do not come to me and tell me, I'm the FBI, you have to do what I say. You're the FBI, you're in violation of the Constitution. That's what I will say to you. You have no authority over anybody. Concerning or nefarious about the traditional Latin Mass, which you celebrate at Franciscan. We, we do, Tracy. It's just, it's just outrageous. Actually, when I first saw this, I thought it was like a joke, that, that this isn't possible. It made me think I had the pleasure of living in Europe for a couple of years and got to be friends with some individuals who were raised in the Eastern Bloc countries. And they said that when they were growing up, they remembered the communist officials would be outside the church. This, I want you to pay very close attention what he just said. He, he, he spent some time in Europe in the Eastern Bloc country, former Eastern Bloc countries, and talked to and became friends with people who have suffered under communism. Okay. In the in the up in an upcoming episode of the uh, Patriot Foreign Policy podcast, I will be having in, uh, I will be covering a story um, that was on Fox New Business News by a a North Korean refugee who escaped North Korea and is a student at Columbia University who became, this woman's story is, this woman is, she is a, she, I, I, I'm going to call her a superhero. This woman is amazing. This woman has suffered under which suffer, suffering no, no uh, white snowflake in the in college oh we're oppressed you're not oppressed this woman has suffered tragic suffrage starvation rape sex trafficked slavery 
this woman has suffered under communism. That these that these snowflakes in these Ivy League colleges espouse is such a great thing. It's insanity. It's insanity. That will be covered in an upcoming episode of the of the Patriot Foreign Policy Podcast. But it it goes to what he is saying here. This leftist mindset that has been that is trying to take over this country and that has taken over this country. Sole purpose is to destroy. To destroy this country. That's what is that is what we are fighting here. Church, paying attention to who is coming to church and checking off names and writing names. And they knew the families were gonna have negative consequences for coming to church. I mean, that was something happening in the communist bloc. I can't imagine that the government is paying attention and concerned Yeah, making lists, target lists of people coming to church. You know, um, I was watching a comedian show, a comedian, on Dry Bar on YouTube. And it's, he was talking about how in California, and I live in California, how there are conservatives who hide that, who live in the closet. Because of, and he was joking about it. But it's, it is true. There are conservatives who fear for their jobs, their safety, their children being harassed, their homes being violated. It is not a joke. There are people that are, that, that are targeted because they are conservative. I have been targeted because I am a conservative. Because of my political viewpoints, I've had my life threatened. I've had people come to my house and threaten to cut my head off. I was subbing at a school in Fresno Unified, and during my lunch, a teacher's union representative sat at my table and threatened my life. I've had, I've been shot at. I was attacked by a teamster when I was 14 years old with a two by four. All because of my political viewpoint. All the violence that has existed, that has come at me and has at, come at other conservatives have come from the left. In New Jersey, a black Republican female city councilwoman was shot. You had a Bernie bro, a Bernie bro go to a... Uh, shoot up a baseball practice of Republican Congress people who were preparing for the yearly interaction Democrat versus Republican charity baseball game. You had the my the my the at the time the minority whip shot like five, six times or something like that, nine times, almost dying. Thank God he survived, and today he is still going to physical therapy from those injuries. 
and the, the crime comes from a Bernie bro. There are numerous attacks on, from the left against Republicans and against conservatives. And the, the, now you have the FBI planning to go to a Latin mass churches, Catholic churches, and taking names, probably getting uh, license plate numbers from the cars in the parking lot. When none of this, all of those actions are in direct violation, direct violation of the First Amendment. About who's going to worship and who's going to Eucharist. I mean, it just points out the profound divide that we're experiencing between government, religion, faith, politics. It's just, it's, it's absolutely outrageous. Yes, and what we're going to go from that, we are going to go... There are ooh let's let's look at let's look at how um let's let's look at let's look at some more violence against the Catholic Church from these coordinated attacks in two different locations going um not that far apart in time Okay. To another Local 10 exclusive tonight, video of mayhem right in the middle of a church mass. A man can be seen here tackling a deacon right in front of the congregation. Nearly a dozen parishioners jumped in to try to stop that attacker. Let's go to Local 10 News reporter Andrew Perez live now. A, a deacon performing a mass, a Catholic deacon performing a mass, is attacked during mass in Pompeo Beach, California. Now in Pompeo Beach with this exclusive tonight, Andrew. Well, first things first, I want to say that the deacon is okay. He actually got right back up and he finished the mass. But the most incredible part here is all the parishioners that ran up without hesitation, that acted quickly to stop this man, all of it caught on camera. Standing in court wearing a vest, Thomas Isell hears the charges. Charged one count of battery, disturbance of peace. You have an outstanding VOP. Police say he attacked a deacon in the middle. This should be this should be a a uh, special crime. This should be an act of terrorism. This should be special circumstances. Right. This this should be there should be additional charges about this. This this should be a targeted. Um, this should, should this is this is this is a targeted event. Middle of mass, it was a Saturday service here at St. Coleman Catholic Church. Deacon George LaBelle, pictured here, was on the floor giving a homily. Isel showed up alone and sat in the front. Parishioners reporting, though, something about his behavior seemed off. Just as Deacon LaBelle was wrapping up the homily, witnesses say Isel lunged at him, pushed him, wrestled him down into a pew. Approximately 10 people were needed to separate himself from the victim and ultimately subdue him. Among those parishioners, an off-duty BSO lieutenant who said he'd seen Isel earlier and kept an eye on him, realizing something was off. The 28-year-old in jail is already on probation from Volusia County for battery on a person over 65 years of age. Here you have, here you have somebody who is on probation for committing violent acts against people. Probation. Probation.
um, if you're not going to have them locked up for their committing violent acts, then maybe we should have them in a, in a um, uh, home arrest where they can't leave. You know, some some kind of a, a facility to where they can't hurt anybody else. Vage. That's our vage. So 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 that's that's one. Um, let's go to New York, shall we? And in New York, we have a bishop. Well, the big question today is what possessed a man to walk up to an altar in the middle of mass in front of about 100 people and punch a bishop in the face? The whole thing is as puzzling as it is disturbing, but parishioners say the violence will not shake their faith. May Almighty God have mercy. The prayers of Bishop Manuel Cruz were cut short Saturday when a man dressed in a white coat with matching hat saunters to the altar and punches him in the mouth. So I went out and said, oh. So we have a man walking up and punches a bishop. We have another man in another city attacking a deacon. We have the FBI establishing, planning to go after and attack the Catholic Church. You have Bernie bros attacking uh, uh, congressmen with guns. You have, there's a, where, the, 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 all the violence is coming from the left. All the violence is coming from the left. All of it. Yeah. Okay, there we go. So... Here we have now now let's 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 look at let's let let's actually hear um, what an FBI officials have to say. I'm Brittany Lewis with Forbes Breaking News. In Senate floor remarks on Monday, Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley accused high-ranking FBI official Timothy Tebolt of quote extreme left-wing bias. Calling Tebold a, quote, shining example of what's wrong with the FBI, the Republican senator cited the agent's social media presence. Grassley related a litany of posts he considers problematic. Let's listen in. So we have, we have an FBI agent, a senior FBI agent, um, that he, he's so senior that he's actually testifying before a Senate committee. That's not a rank-and-file officer. That's a senior management-level person. Okay? And you have a senior management-level person who is basically the cause of the problem within... is one of the causes of the problems within the FBI. Now, the, the thing that needs to be understood is, is, what is how did this person get into management level in the beginning? Right? Let's go back to the Clinton administration, shall we? During the Clinton administration, there was a lot of people brought into government, right? At, at, at low level supervisor positions. These were increasing the rank and files of the, of the, of the, of the administrative government, the bureaucratic government, law enforcement government. The, the, the executive branch increased dramatically in size at the uh, mid-level, low to mid-level uh, supervisory um, aspects of the government, 
Okay, that occurred during the Clinton administration, right? And then during the Clinton administration, people moving into the upward management situations. For example, in the military, there was actually a, prom a for, 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 for to promotion to colonel. You actually had in the Marine Corps the promotion test to colonel in the United States Marine Corps during the Clinton administration was that you had to answer yet. There was a yes or no question. Would you be willing to shoot an American citizen who refuses to comply with a gun confiscation order, yes or no? Those that answered yes were promoted to colonel. Those who answered no were not. Okay, that same type of question came up in promotion board uh, uh, tests during the Obama administration. Now, see, during so that what it, what does that say? That projects that there was a philosophical construct to promote people within government agencies that that are willing to violate the Constitution to to move up in their positions. That's what that that's what that shows. And and then so during that's how these people get into management positions, lower levels and move up. Now you have a senior level FBI agent. Okay. Who has no problem violating the constitution. Okay, that's what's going on here. Congress has a constitutional responsibility to ensure that the executive branch executes the laws and using taxpayer money appropriated to do it according to the congressional intent. Now around here we refer to seeing that the laws are faithfully executed as the constitutional responsibility of oversight of the Congress of the United States. In furtherance of that constitutional responsibility, Congress has an obligation to investigate the executive branch for fraud, waste, abuse, and gross mismanagement. I take my constitutional responsibilities of oversight very seriously. From time to time, I receive information that requires me to ask questions. Well, when you're investigating, when you're when you are doing oversight as a senator or a member of Congress, doing oversight of the executive branch, right? That's your we. It, that's part of the checks and balances that are part of our constitution. Okay, no single branch of government can operate um, without a check on their power because power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely if you have no check no no way for for other departments of the government to rein in your power then you are un, then you have unlimited power you could do whatever the hell you want and 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 the rules be damned that's 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 what we're talking about with oversight 
congressional oversight over the executive branch is you you will follow the Constitution. If not, we will pull your funding in the House. Okay, if if you can if you do, if if not that and if you are a gross mismanager, you're violating the Constitution in such a way that you become an enemy of the state. An enemy of the Constitution in violation of your oath of office, they have the power to remove you, even if the executive branch doesn't want that to happen. Right. The, but see, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um I think that there needs to be increases in the ability for the legislative branch to actually have oversight over the abuses of power within the executive branch. Because numerous times, numerous times, the, the um, legislature have submitted it to the Justice Department um, things to be investigated and the Justice Department said, no, we're not doing that, then they should basically round file it. I think that at the, at I think that as part of as part of their oversight that the legislative house and the legislative senate have a investigative body agency that reports directly to the House and, and uh, directly to a joint committee, right, or something can be done where an administrative, a legislative, a, a law enforcement investigative body to invest it as an internal affairs type of operation to investigate the improprieties of the executive branch. Right, I think that should that should be handled because there are numerous examples, going it from low level executive branch misconduct. Who do you call? Who are you gonna call when you have a local FBI agent who's vi who's who's violating the Constitution at some le low level, right? In like the in here in Fresno, the the FBI office has like two agents. I think they have like two agents, and like a secretary. What do you do if somebody in that office is violating the Constitution? Who do you report to? When when they, when they're refusing to do their job, who do you call? For example, when when I got a call when I got a uh, call a letter from the IRS stating that someone was using my social security number for employment purposes. The, the, the IRS knew who was doing it, knew where it was happening, but did nothing because, well, the per this is what the lady said to me from the IRS. Well, here's just using trying to support himself and his family. Then how do you know he has a family if, you, if he's, he, well, he's not filing tax returns with it. Okay, so basically he's earning money illegally, one. He's earning money illegally and not paying taxes on it, too. He's earning money illegally, not one, not paying taxes on it, two, and committing identity theft, three. Three felonies. Three felonies right there. 
basically, guess what? In California, which where this person is is according to that through investigation is is in California. That three felonies right there. Guess what? Life in prison without the possibility of parole. There you go. Three strikes. Boom, boom, boom. Throw his ass in jail. Give me my social security card. I the FBI Tigda did nothing. Wouldn't even talk to me. I called the. Fresno police did nothing, wouldn't even talk to me. I called the FBI, did nothing, wouldn't even talk to me. I called the, I found out what county he was in. I called their sheriff, did nothing, wouldn't even talk to me. All they said was go to the website for identity theft and fill out the paperwork on the website. So I did that. Who are you going to call? Right? What, you have, you have executive level people not doing their jobs, refusing. You have somebody in the IRS assisting in direct violation of the Constitution, right? Direct violation of their oath, right? When you are a government employee or a government executive, and you, and you support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and you violate your oath of office, and you, and you assist, you are becoming, you are assisting in being an enemy to the Constitution. So if there is a sort of a government, a, a legislative enforcement, investigative thing to as an internal affairs against the executive branch, I would be in favor of that. An ombudsman office within the state legislature, within 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 the U.S. legislature that can investigate complaints against the executive branch, because that you have the FBI and law enforcement investigating senators and members of Congress all the time. Well, who's investigating them? That needs to be happening, and that's and, and guess and guess how easy that is. That's passing a law signed by a president, and boom, psh, an agency. That's all that needs to happen. Of the executive branch, in efforts to better understand whether any wrongdoing has occurred, and if so, what remedial actions will be taken and employed to cure the damage done. And, that what, and that's what brings me to the floor of the Senate today, focusing on Assistant Special Agent in Charge Timothy Tebow. At the Assistant, special, Assistant Special Agent in Charge. That's an upper-level management position. Special Agent in Charge. FBI's Washington Field Office. Washington Field Office, head of Washington Field Office, wow. Last week, while I was meeting with my constituents in Iowa, I sent a letter to the Justice Department and also to the FBI and also a letter to the Department of Justice's Inspector General. In those letters, I provided evidence of extreme left-wing bias shown by Special Agent Tebow. 
Now, in his position, he's in a very powerful agent within the... The FBI is supposed to be non-political. All law enforcement, all justice departments, the Justice Department, the Department of Justice, the Department um, and all law enforcement agencies are supposed to be non-political. Okay? You, can, you cannot have a bias against somebody um, and, and, fa and supporting one side over another. Okay? You can't do that. You can't be an honest investigator of crime. Because look at, what, look at what we have. Look at what happens when you don't. You have Hillary Clinton admitting to using a hammer and destroying um, subpoenaed equipment that was subpoenaed. She took a hammer and smashed it up. That's a crime. She deleted files using, using government-level um, bleach bit to delete files that were under subpoena with an order to do not destroy. These things are crimes. And if it wasn't Hillary Clinton doing it, any American that did it would be, vi would be punished for it. In fact, there are people who, are, who have been sent to jail for the destruction of evidence. For exactly what she did. And they did, not, they did nothing, in in no investigation into that at all. No prosecution to that at all. Okay, there is there is a two tier ideological difference in way the FBI, the Department of Justice, and the Department of Treasury investigates people be between Democrat and Republican. It has been known the IRS targeted conservatives during the Obama Clinton administration, the Obama administration. There's been proven, admitted to happening. I, I, the, the they admitted the 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 even the person at the George Soros organization that received the illegal files. The the uh, UNAX information is what it's referred to as um, in the IRS receiving that Ill, that that those illegal files and data from the IRS admitted that it was given to them by certain people within the IRS and what happened to those people they got promoted they were not punished they were not fired they were not reprimanded they got they got raises and promotions and retirement and increased retirement packages of of up to 2 million dollars that's what happens to liberals who go after conservatives. That is what is re, is some of what he's referring to here. The FBI, in the general sense, so powerful that he can open and close federal public corruption cases and investigations, and he's a shining example at the same.
closing investigations that, that he, oh, I'm not going to investigate this. I'm going to open an investigation over here when I have no evidence of an investigation. I have no probable cause to do an investigation over here, but I'm going to do it. But I'm closing this one over here because I don't like it. That he has that a power to do so when he should not have that power to do so. Same time of what's wrong with the FBI. Andrew McCarthy wrote about Mr. Tebow last week and wondered what the heck has happened with the FBI. This FBI agent's left-wing political bias was exposed by his very own LinkedIn and Twitter account. Now we're getting to the nitty-gritty here. There, in those accounts, he posted highly partisan material related to his superiors, matters under the FBI's purview, and matters under his own preview. His LinkedIn network includes current and former FBI personnel. The general public is able to review his social... So this is how... This is how the FBI, this is how the, uh, the people, the left-wing um, conspirators are using social media to target conservatives through LinkedIn. I have my, I've had my problems with LinkedIn. Um, I had my account uh, banned from LinkedIn for political, I have been, I, I was locked out of LinkedIn for a very long time for almost two years, I could not access my account on LinkedIn um, because of uh, my, my political viewpoint. And um, only after complaining to to Microsoft about it and excusing and accusing them of bias, of racial bias against me as a white person, uh, for somehow my account was I was able to access my account. Ooh, out of nowhere. So I don't post my political viewpoint on. I don't use LinkedIn. It is a. It is a. Um, I. There are people I go on there once in a while to contact certain a few people that I w that I did not have access to beforehand. Uh, I lost contact with several uh, networking people because of it. Um, but it is it is a platform that I do not respect. I do not like. Um, because of the political bias for which it is, um, it is a controlled by Microsoft, and Microsoft is a far left, woke, um, anti-American um, program uh, uh, company that wants to basically destroy the American system. So, yeah, I don't, I don't have a faith in it, in it as a as a reliable. A non-biased uh, freedom of free uh, exchange of ideas or information, um, but 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 that's that's one of the things that you need to know about LinkedIn. Media context, which includes his political views, his political biases, and objections. Tebow, under the title of assistant special agent in charge, directly posted a partisan article related to Michael Flynn, that's Lieutenant General Michael Flynn's case, to his LinkedIn account. 
and it should be uh, it should be known that the actual people investigating Michael Flynn, um, the general, uh, knew he committed no crime, knew he knew he was innocent, and they and that that they targeted him, okay, and they threatened his child if he did not um, plead guilty. So those are the issues on that case, and that is why, rightfully so, he was he was uh, pardoned um, by the by President Trump. Rightfully so, he should have never been prosecuted. He should have never been arrested. He should have never gone to jail. He should have had he should have his pensions restored to him, he, he, and, um, and his security clearance reinstated. This this is. This is the abuse of power that has manifested within the left at every government, every Democrat has, has, I have not seen a Democrat who has not abused their power, who has not endorsed those who have abused their power, who have not denounced abuse of power by other Democrats. Okay, that's something that needs to be understood here. The article was a September 3rd, 2020 opinion piece from the Washington Post entitled, Why the Michael Flynn Case Still Matters, which was about, quote, the Trump administration's abuses of the justice system, end quote. He also... Which never occurred. There was no Trump abuses of the justice system. None. Zip, zilch, nada. Liked other politically charged articles relating to then-President Trump and his superior then-Attorney General Barr. Tebow's public political association doesn't even end with those examples. According to his Twitter feed, which is also under his name, he mocked the election of one of our new colleagues, Senator Tuberrill, and the state of Mississippi at the same time. He said, quote, thank God for Mississippi state model of Alabama, end of quote. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but it's pretty clear that he's making fun. When Representative Liz Cheney tweeted, quote, Jick Cheney says, wear a mask, end quote, Tebow replied this, quote, your dad was a disgrace, end quote. He recently tweeted, quote, can we give Kentucky to the Russian Federation, end quote. In response to a Catholic priest tweet, critical of abortion, he tweeted an anti-Catholic slur to both Catholic priests and then President Trump, quote, focus on the pedophiles, end of quote. See, this is, this is, um, I'm sick of this crap, I really am. Um, now we're going to go to a more uh, ignorant attack, um, I don't know how to say this. It's an attack on the rosary. Um, 
And this is this is an actual attack on the Catholic faith itself, even more so. Um, it, it's disgusting. An op-ed in the Atlantic stirring outrage as it argues the Catholic rosary. The rosary is now a symbol of extremism. The article includes this animated... See, this right here pisses me off. This right here angers me so much. The rosary is nothing more than reciting and meditating over words from the Bible. Okay? On, 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 and using that as meditations over the, the the different aspects of Christianity, there's the sorrows and there's the joyful mysteries and all these other things. Um, it's a, and it's not there. There is even reports um, over the past several years of Protestants learning about the Rosary and experiencing the rosary and adding the rosary to their own religious practices because they realize all that they're doing is you're all you're doing within the rosary is meditating over quotes from the bible that's what it is it's such it's such a it is such a powerful thing when you're when you're quote when you're when you're quoting the the Bible the when you're quoting the Bible and you're meditating over it and you're using those quotes and creating a meditation over over the mysteries it is such an it is such a great powerful thing in somebody's life I've experienced um, significant benefit. When I, when I sit and I go to, I go to the chapel, I, I take my rosary, I pray it, I meditate on it, I, 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 I say this is the, the suffering and that I'm dealing with, this is the, the issue, the, the, the stress in my life, and, and, and I meditate over it. It gives me such peace and calm, and, and I feel the presence of God. Right, I feel the presence of Jesus in my life when when I meditate. You're meditating with the Bible, and that's the rosary shaped by bullet holes. Arguing today's Catholics are part of a quote growing contingent of Christian nationalism. Fox and Friends weekend co-host Rachel Campos Duffy has a rosary or two in her purse. My mom did. I've got one on my desk. Rachel, are they trying to cancel the rosary? <laughs> no, well, who knew that you and I were both right-wing extremists for having a rosary? And it seems funny, um, but it's actually not. The first thing that authoritarians try to do, uh, Steve, is to delegitimize and ban religion because it is an existential threat against the state. Mm -hmm. Example, what's happening in China right now, what are they doing? They're locking up, they, do, they declared certain religions um, illegal, they walked up the Uyghurs, they're locking up the, the Fu Long Gong practitioners, they're locking up Christians who basically, if you're not going to basically uh, practice Christianity as they tell you to, you 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 you're sent to concentration camps where your organs are harvested and you're doing slave labor. This is what's going on in authoritarian China, right? And when you're in the Tal authoritarian Taliban Muslim country, controlled by the Taliban and ISIS, they just kill you outright. And we, and the, you know, 
Oh, and, and they lock you up in Cuba. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to practice your religion in Cuba. It's, uh, Venezuela. Not allowed to practice your Christianity in in uh, in Venezuela. Iran. You're not. Oh, you have to practice this kind of Islam in Iran, but not the other kind of Islam. Uh, Sunni versus Shiite. You have to. You, this, there's different kinds of religion. There's Sunni and Shiite. Um, you, you have to, you, th these are the issues in authoritarian regimes. Okay, if you practice a faith that is not allowed, then they come after you. They target you. Or then what you do, or any religion at all, like what's happening, if you pray silently by yourself on your knees across the street from a building, they arrest you and put you in prison in United Kingdom happening in the present time. So this is what needs to be understood. And this is what is what could happen and is happening here. You have the FBI, the most powerful law enforcement agency within the federal government, targeting Catholics in direct violation of the United States Constitution. And what is the Department of Justice doing about it? Absolutely nothing. Has What punishment has been given to these agents involved in this? Absolutely nothing. These people that have shared this memo, that have liked and, and retweeted it, these, all of these people should be fired immediately from the FBI. And, and I think that's what you have here, and I think what they're trying to do, and we're seeing more articles like this. Um, this seems comical, but we're seeing more and more articles trying to associate um, people who are faithful, um, especially those who adhere to, you know, more orthodox or traditional um, interpretations of faith as somehow being right-wing extremists, mm -hmm. white nationalists, uh, fringe. And I think we ought to be very careful of that. First of all, it shows a deep ignorance. You're a Catholic, Steve. I am. Um, this imagery of of the spiritual battle that we're in as the the rosary and prayer as a weapon mm -hmm. in the spiritual battle as sacramentals whether they're holy water or, or whatnot against the devil these are things we believe in right. um, and we use that imagery because we believe we're fighting something very evil uh yes and that is where we we do they believe we as Catholics believe we are fighting something very evil and because we are fighting something very evil and we have to stay strong and keep the faith. God bless you all for listening to the Tea Party Policy Chat. I'm Scott Harris, the constitutional patriot behind the Red Pill Mike and on the Red Pill Cam. Thank you very much for listening to the Tea Party Policy Chat. God bless you all. God bless the Catholic faith. God bless Christianity. Thank you and goodbye.